Hello and welcome to Dr. Bad Film. I'm Dan and I'm joined here by my two lovely co-hosts, Simon. Oh, How you doing? That's very nice of you. Oh, I feel... Going to faint. I've got the woo, woo. <laughs> uh, They can't deal with compliments, James. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, pre- I'm doing pretty good. Here on Dr. Bad Film, we talk about shit films or Nicolas Cage films because it's Nick Cage November. Guys, you need to vote. Why haven't you voted yet? Can they still vote, James, in the poll? No, no. Voting is now closed for the viewer choice. So next week we're going to look at we're going to look at a good Nick Cage film, and then the week after we will look at the viewer choice, which has already been decided now at this point. So yeah, um, this week we took a look at my pick, one of my favorite Nicolas Cage films, The Wicker Man. <laughs> This film, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it. It do- it doesn't fail to disappoint. I think every time I have watched it, I there's, it, it starts off poorly, but then it does it concludes well. Yeah, I think the the ending is the strongest part. It's the ending is why people talk about this movie still and why it's like held up as one of Nick Cage's best slash worst performances. Yeah, it's a classic. And whilst the setup has, it's a bit long, it still does have some wacky moments in it. The setup's garbage. The setup made me so angry. This whole movie made me mad. This movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> Not denying that. Um, I don't, I see, I hadn't seen, wait, so The Wicker Man is a, in 2006 is a remake of the original uh, movie, which came out in the yeah, nineteen seventy three. Um, did this movie yeah. need a remake? Should we just answer that question right now? Uh, probably not, because it's not just a remake; it's a reimagining. There's a lot of little things that change and make it different from the original, and that's not just the setting. Yeah, there are some like major plot changes, and yeah, the setting is a bit different. The premise for the original one is pretty cool. It's not a bad premise. I think it's an intriguing one, which is probably why people kind of talk about this movie. And while there was like back in 2006 when this movie came out, there was a lot of conversation around it because the concept of like this, you know, creepy cults and stuff is is interesting for a horror movie, especially one that's like set in the daylight. And you don't really see that happen again until Ari Aster's Midsummer, which was what, two years ago, 2019? Yeah, 2019. I would, would you call this a horror movie? Wikipedia calls it one. <laughs> yeah, I would say it is. And I mean, the original is a the original is a horror. Like, it's a British cult classic horror. What else What else would you zonderize this movie? It's sort of like a mystery, mystery sort of movie. At the yeah, time. but the ending is pretty horrific. All right, let's get into production. You usually go on about lighting. Oh, I do go on about lighting. But that's because if you have bad lighting, then you have a bad looking movie or a cheap looking movie. And in, this is no different. You just see everything. And I did notice that. Like, we're on. Okay. So the film mostly mostly is shot on a on an island with no power, like an Amish style island. And even at nighttime, you can still see everything perfectly clear. It's. It's some bright-ass moons. I'd say it is a bright film in general. There's shots of Nick Cage running through the forest, and you can see everything. Mm. It's perfectly perfectly lit, even on the canopy floor. Yeah, it's just that cheap 
TV style of lighting where it's just like throw all the lights at it, light everything. There's no shadows, and it's yeah. But it does look cheap, and it was, this isn't a, this wasn't a cheap film to make. This cost forty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, forty mil. There's a there's like a ballpark for these types of films, like the twenty to fifty million dollar range. Films like Maze Runner, um, District Nine, Taken, Looper, like those all fall within that like 20 to 50 million dollar bracket but they all look mm. they all look significantly better and they have a lot more sets a lot more going on it's see, it's a little I, I difficult to figure out where the money went in this I case i don't think i really disliked the lighting overall on this i think like they are trying to go with same thing with with ariesta's midsummer where it's it is trying to be mm. like a horror movie set during the day so the lighting is a part of it i don't think it still had a cinematic quality to it. There's like is that because it was just the aspect ratio? Though it's a lot of without like, those Hollywood bars, man. And, you'd be like I'm watching reds. TV. I, I think that the color palette works for what it is. This kind of like rustic vibe um, with you know a lot of like raw wood and this forest. I like the and, wood and the the browns. I like that. Yeah, that aspect. The color palette was nice. I just didn't like how um, there was no real scary dark scene even at night. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like light is a tool, and when it's when you're just using that tool bluntly just to throw it at the actors, it's not it's not like you're really using it. It's just it's just yeah. it's just there. It's present. There's a scene where Nick Cage is hiding and he's like trying to spy on some people and he's like standing in the middle of a bush, but it's so well lit. It's just Nick Cage wearing normal clothes <laughs> yeah. in a bush. <laughs> it's like no one saw you. Yeah. Like, you're obviously a master of disguise. Oh. I think outside of that though, like shot composition and framing and and like it feels competently put together i would agree it i think as well though it'd be it'd be nice if it was done on film or at least they applied a film Mm. texture to it i think film hit a lot of these problems with cheaper films or cheaper productions that we don't get i necessarily had a problem with the way that it was lit to me the very obvious weak point of this movie was the screenplay like it's just it's a weak script the dialogue is very stiff and and all of the kind of talking scenes are just awkward they are very strange at all (laughs) i mean i think that is part of the point but i get yeah i know i know what you're saying i know what you're saying like initially it starts off all right because he he sort of when he's talking to the cops in there like it's not really Shall we? Yeah. Shall we actually get? Should we dive this? in? Yeah, let's get yeah, into it's this. It's not a whole mess. lot to say about production. You know, it, it, it's it's a 2006 movie. If you've seen a movie from 2006, you probably know what to expect from that. Okay, so the premise of Wicker Man is that we have a U.S. police officer played by Nicolas Cage. He's contacted by his ex-fiance in the hopes that he can help her find her missing daughter on Summer Isle. It's an island off the Washington coast that's inhabited by a mysterious group of neo-pagans. And during his time on the island, um, he slowly, or like maybe abruptly, um, <laughs> unravels the mystery of Summer Isle and its inhabitants. Yeah. So that's that's where most of this movie takes place is on the island. But before then, there's a bit of character set up for Nick Cage's character. So as you said, he's a cop. Um, and, and it opens with uh, him as a, as a bicycle cop. Oh, not bicycle, a motorbike cop riding down the bicycle highway. Bicycle cop. Bicycle cop. That'd be very funny. He does ride a bike in this movie. Yeah. And there's a, a toy, like a, a stuffed animal that's been dropped on the ground. And he sees that it's it's a car that went past the other way that fell out the window. So he chases this car down, hands them back this um, toy bunny. 
and she the the daughter there's a conversation with the mother of the daughter and the daughter's just kind of being a little bit of a brat and throws it back out the window says okay i'll go grab what the, a little bit oh yeah she's like, nick cage should have done the mother a solid and pepper sprayed the daughter right then <laughs> but he goes to grab the uh the toy off of the road Hands it back to the little girl. When she throws it out the window and he picks it up from his bike, he does it whilst in motion. Like, he, he does it whilst chasing after the car and he just, like, leans down and picks That's it up. That's pretty sweet. Like, you see, like, a motorbike ninja. Mm. Is the audience just supposed to believe that, vroom, got I mean, it? I assume he's done, like, bike training or something. Yeah. It's Here you are, little girl. Be more careful with that. <laughs> so when he goes to grab the, um, the stuffed animal for the second time, as this is happening, a truck out of nowhere just comes in and smashes into the car with the uh, the mother and the girl inside. And so he's desperately... He must have been able to see uh, that. Yeah, I don't know how you wouldn't hear an oncoming truck like that. So when I was watching this, all I could think of was Dan playing American Truck Simulator, <laughs> crashing into parked vehicles at high speed. Yes, you didn't even see me coming. But it, ultimately, it's just a cheap jump scare, right? Like, this massive yeah. truck comes in off screen. You don't hear it until it's on screen hitting this truck. So it takes out mm. this car, catches on fire, and he has to kind of bash the back window in, in an attempt to try and save this little girl. It doesn't work. The car explodes, it's, knocking her It's back. a strange sequence, isn't it? Because she doesn't look like she wants to be saved. She's just, like, sitting there looking at him like, I guess I'm going to die now. So, Shitty little this kid. is your fault. Okay, okay, okay. So- is this the girl that's that's missing? It's not, no. eh? This is another random girl. No, but you was, uh, I think you're, you're led to think that there is sort of part of his motivation for yeah. then later wanting to go to the island and save this girl is because of the trauma he experiences here. Yeah. I think that's what's implied, is that he wants to do it because he failed this other little girl. It didn't set that up well, though. Like, it, she should have been, like, if, like, not to make it, like, more brutal or traumatic but like that mother and daughter should have been like trying to scream to get out of that car whilst it's on fire and then yeah. cage is doing his thing and then this it little fails. girl's not motivated to get out of the car when it's on fire at all she's resigned to her fate she's ready to die but absolutely later on when they're, yeah. when they're talking about it he says you still haven't found the bodies from that car well there's there's a reason for that which you find out later oh well we can get to that it's so stupid <laughs> so Whilst our boy Nicholas is recovering from the trauma of this incident, he receives a letter from his... Some time has yeah, passed, eh? Since, it's a since few weeks, incident. isn't yeah, it? He's now few, popping, months popping pills every day. Yeah. And, he's popping pills. His yeah. work, like, one concerned workmate is dropping by to, like, check up on him. It's the cliche, like, cop's done a bad thing and he's yeah, been off so for a while. Yeah, sort of a, for the trauma. It is, it, it is a little tropey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you you don't even get to see all of the shit about him losing the plot and stuff. It's just straight to well, yeah, you're it just off. comes yeah. to him being sad at home, and then this lady yeah. cop shows up. Yeah, lady cop shows up. Uh, amongst other things, she gives him a letter that was sent to him at work. The letters from his ex fiance Willow, mm. and the letter informs him that she has a daughter and they live in an island called Summer Isle. But da da da, daughter is missing. And the surrounding community, because it's a community-based island, isn't helping in finding her. And this letter is, it's kind of a cry for help. And Nick Cage jumps at the chance to help. And it's a, it's a strange thing, because I think most people would be like, well, this is a, this is a job for your local police, not for, not, not for me. <laughs> so to get to the island, he goes down to the wharf and for 120 bucks buys a flight off a dude who said, nope, close community, mate, can't take you. Nope, they'll kill me. But 120 bucks, all good. 
Well, it's worth the risk for 120 bucks. Yeah. So, so this guy, he has a bit of a, a relationship with the inhabitants of the island because they grow uh, it's honey is their main mm. kind of export. That's how they make their, their money. And so he's the one of the few people who's allowed to go to the island, collect their honey and take it back to the mainland. But he did say, oh, it's just around the block. I could probably swim. Well, you better get swimming then, boy. Like, it doesn't sound like it's that far away. Like, he could have Yeah, I was it, thinking that as well. Like, he could, even just a rowboat. Like, just come yeah. on. Get, get the yeah, arms he, he going. He could have. The, the guy's very hesitant to give him the ride in the first place just because they are very isolated people um, who don't like outsiders coming to the island, but after a bit of bribing. It was, it was not much of a bribe for his no. entire business with these people. It was just the cash he had in his wallet. I assume they're paying him good money to, like, transport their honey, like... Yeah. How many more pilots yeah. do you get on the Washington coast in this small strip of coastline? Probably not many. Man, owning a boat plane would be the sickest, eh? Oh, that is the dream, man. That is the absolute dream. It is the dream. dream. If, if, yeah. I mean, as soon as one of us has enough money to get a boat plane, then there's no excuse for you to not have your pilot's license and buy a boat plane. I'm going to buy an island and, and start a cult first. Before We I are going straight to the Washington coast, buy some bees. Yeah. We'll see yeah, where it goes. Start a cult. <laughs> uh, so he comes into the into the bar and meets the the big giant lady behind the bar. Oh, she was. Has a, a big drink. <laughs> she was a, she's not a babe. What's and, wrong? Um, Can't stand the sight of a strong Nord woman. The mama bear. <laughs> <laughs> the mama bear. Oh uh, yeah. She'd, is that a bit of you, James? Oh, man, she was... Uh... <laughs> taken to town by a big, strong woman. <laughs> She'd throw you around. She only would <laughs> She'd have put you down. <laughs> yes, please, mama Pick bear. Yes, hand. please. You, you joke as if this is something I wouldn't He want, drinks, though. so this is when he drinks the mead and kills a bee, and that, that becomes like a big a big thing. That gaze killed a bee, why? Because I'm allergic, and they got a bit mad at that. It is a it is a dick move. If I saw yeah. someone kill a bee, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Honey, here? honey, and and fruit is a big part of their export. That's their livelihood. So I can see why they might be upset at someone killing one of their bees. Yeah. So after he kills the bee, he goes and has a good night's sleep. Uh, the next day, he wakes up and he goes to investigate at the school in in what is one of the most horrifically acted scenes I think I've ever seen. I think it's especially especially the teacher. She is just all ham i i am throughout I, yeah it's it's hammy but i think it probably comes down to just the like stiff awkward she's like dialogue reci- that they've written. she's just reciting poetry and like play lines at him oh gallant knight come here to save and it's like what are you talking this is about? how you expect english teachers to talk because they're going to talk in poetry and they're going to tell you you know nothing about and use words like quicksonic and yeah, like, but it's not just the dialogue. Like, she's so hammy as well. Like, when he first walks in and she says, like, don't you dare threaten my children. And it's it's so over yeah, the top. Okay, we'll go back. So he walks into this classroom and it's like, if you were to imagine, like, a, a Nazi feminist um, cult. <laughs> and they're... <laughs> It's pretty much it's pretty much what it's like. And it's they've got all these students and that they're just the telling aesthetic, them... That is the aesthetic, I guess. You know, yeah, well, they're saying, like, you know, what is man in its yeah, purest it's- form? And then a whole bunch of nine-year-olds said, phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> and it's like, they're just, like, uh, yeah, just training that very, men like, nothing. It's very, like, strict, orthodox. It's, it's really drilled in, it's in this scene, that the, the women control everything on this island and they yeah. consider men inferior. So you, you do see men, but there's no... Up until this point, none of the men have ever talked. It, he's only ever spoken with mm. women on the island. They're, they're the only ones who will actually say anything to him. The men just kind of ignore him or keep to themselves. Yeah. 
So her reaction of over the top was, you know, directed at really not not liking Nicolas Cage being in there. He's an outsider and a man, so. Yeah. So, like, he rubs out the board and writes the really obvious name. I love that, eh? She's, like, filled out this board with, like, the day's teachings. Yeah, and Nick Cage just comes this. in and starts rubbing it out. again, whatever. <laughs> Rowan. Rowan. Yeah, real simple name. There was space on that board to fit it in. Like, he was just being a dick. But it was, it was good. Yeah. It was a good moment. Spots the desk. Who's that desk? Um, goes over, opens it up. There's a bird inside. Like, it's such a <laughs> weird a, scene. Like a fucking raven hiding <laughs> yeah. inside a desk. Yeah. Oh, we wanted to see how long he could live in there. But it's like, wouldn't the bird be killing itself trying to escape? Wouldn't it like, be screaming the entire yeah. time as well? <laughs> it was like uh, ravens are pretty strong and they're smart as fuck. It would be it would figure out how to get out of that pretty quick. But just push through. I don't know. Yeah. How would you explain the the schooling that was going on if you don't like um, Nazi feminists? <laughs> it's it's it feels like very like puritanical kind of like orthodox religious teaching you know like uh it's it's because it's a single classroom and i assume she's probably the only teacher on the island so this is like this is the kid's entire education yeah so this scene resolves when nick cage finds um the missing girl's name on the school register the teacher then tells him that she is buried over on the island cemetery but this turns out to be somewhat of a false lead yeah, they get a bunch of, like, v- kind of vague, misleading dialogue about how, like, oh, this girl's missing, and they're saying, oh, no, we don't know her. If she existed, we we would know her. And then you find out, well, actually, she does exist, and she was in their class, and they go, oh. She was on the register. Oh, you mean, did she exist? Well, she doesn't exist anymore, so that's what we thought we were answering, which is just, like, just vague nonsense. Yeah, it was very yeah. strange it was in there. If you're a policeman, you'd be a hundred percent like this is conspiracy. This is yeah. this has been. They are covering some obvious shit up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he needs to call him back up immediately. Nick Cage is a horrible policeman. None of this seemed weird oh, to he him. Gets worse about in the school or anything. All he got out of it was about this day of death and rebirth. He got that from the teacher, surely. I think he is under the belief at this point that Rowan is alive. And so, like, I think if any any sane person was in this position, you'd be able to step back from the situation and say, this person has just been murdered. They've just been straight deleted from life. Yeah. And the entire community is trying to cover up yeah. for this fact. So I need to go back and go bring in, the, bring in the police force, boys and girls, to actually sort this out proper. Whilst he... Mm-hmm. You know, any reasonable person would think that. But Nick Cage in this situation thinks, oh, no, she's she's still alive. I can save her if I just keep working the case. Yeah. He asks so many questions. No one tells him shit. And it, it just gets so frustrating. Yeah. Because like, what what are you doing? What's going on? Everyone's just giving him vague, misleading answers. You get obstruction of justice and conspiracy immediately. You're like, yeah. And, and he's doing a really bad job of trying to work it all out. And it, it pisses me off. Like, he just goes her into places. I mean, they've been talking about this this head bee lady for, like, the whole movie. And he doesn't think until right at the end to actually go and see her. He's just m- mincing around town. This this just occurred to me, but I think maybe the problem... Maybe this is actually good storytelling, because I don't think he's a detective. Like, at least the first scene we see him when he's actually being a cop, he's a traffic cop, right? He's just on yeah. a motorbike riding That's around right. giving... So he must be... He's probably way like, out of Yeah, he's depth. not a detective at all, but he's been told to come to this island because, you know, this old fling That's why he's convinced just going, him to show here, up. Guys, I'm a cop. Yeah. And he keeps showing people that badge like they give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about your badge. 
I would kind of think if you're a policeman, you would still have a general idea of how other jobs on the force work. Like you'd still be able mm. to, I mean, you're not going to be able to do it to the same degree or competency, but you're still going to be able to do it pretty okay. It's not, yeah, not as crappy like as Nick Cage is doing it here. Basic detective skills, you would think. Yeah. I don't know. The story progresses. He goes on a load of like false leads, gets led around in circles by the community. Eventually, the day of there's, there's one other part before the day of death and remorse. Comes. Remorse. He you gets mean, that tip you mean lead rebirth. and goes and searches the the graveyard. Oh yeah. So Nick Nick Cage gets permission to exhume Rowan's body, which is allegedly buried in this graveyard. He goes there, and when he digs it up, it's just this burnt doll and. Yeah, he takes it back to Willow, his ex-fiance, and just starts having this classic sort of Nick Cage freak It's burnt. Out. What does it mean? It doesn't mean Why anything. is it burnt? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it burnt? Why is it burnt? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's around this point in the film that it starts to pick up in terms of bad movie enjoyment as Nicolas Cage becomes more and more unhinged. Yeah. As he gets more frustrated, you get that that Nick Cage performance. Also in this scene, it is revealed that um, Rowan is Nicolas Cage's daughter. I guess we were under the impression that she was someone else's daughter up until this point. But yeah, then, you know, we get that reveal in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. So the mysterious day of death and rebirth finally arrives. And my God, what, what a fucking payoff. It is so good. So in a frantic 11th hour search to find Rowan, Nick Cage goes around the island, like screaming at children, pointing his gun at people. Surely he should have done this from the start. eh? Like day one. Absolute menace. Like he one hit a quitters, the bar owner, sidekicks, the barmaid. Yeah. There's, there's the blonde lady who's kind of friendly with him at the start of the movie. Um, who comes in and at some point early in the movie too, she asks him like, Oh, when you leave yeah. the island, can you take me with you? And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. But then she's also fights him during the scene as the day of rebirth shows up. And he basically just like flying kicks her into the wall. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so after punching bar lady and sidekicking the bar girl, Nick Cage dons the bar lady's bear suit, which he uses to join the day of death and rebirth parade incognito. Yeah, he steals this bear suit. In this parade, they're all wearing masks and costumes, so he kind of fits in. The parade leads them into the woods mm. and ends up in the woods with Rowan tied to a tree, who we as the audience presume is about to be sacrificed to the pagan gods. Mm. Yeah. Whatever God. I'm I'm unsure if we mentioned it earlier, but Nick Cage finds some literature on pagan, pagan, pagan rituals where people were sacrificed to ensure a good harvest. So Rowan, as far as we know, is about to bite it. So the ladies of summer Isle can produce some better honey. Yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic when you walk around the corner. This girl that he's been looking for the it's entire fucking island. Yeah. For, it's just there. There she is. Oh, sweet. What does he do? He runs up and fucking punches this woman in the face. <laughs> Grabs her off the post. It's all right, Rowan. You're safe now. And runs he off. Gaps and, it. and outruns mm. them. <laughs> he gets yeah, away. They, they run off Briefly. and go into hiding. Uh, yeah, very briefly, they run through the forest while there's this mob chasing after them. They hide behind a, a particularly thick tree, which no one decides to look behind, and it seems to allow them to escape. Eventually, Rowan kind of runs ahead of him and sort of leads him down this path after he's tried to radio through and he's taken off the bear suit. 
Um, and then it is revealed as they get back out to this clearing, this was all part of the plan that Rowan was there to lure him up to See, to the part of the ceremony. Everything we've said was actually part of a, a plan. A this greater is conspiracy. It wasn't a conspiracy yeah. to kill a child. It was a conspiracy to bring Nick Cage to the island. He comes out and goes, no, stop or I'll shoot you, and pulls out his gun. Goes to shoot, and click, 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 no bullets. Rowan pulls out her hand and tips the bullets out. Like, she, she'd she been holding them in her hand this, this whole time. Just to make this dramatic scene, you have no bullets. And we've been thinking about this and planned it. Uh, boy, like This is probably the important thing. If you go to watch this film, make sure you get the unrated version. Because it has a torture scene, which is... I, I don't want to say torture is hilarious, but torture in this instance... Is is incredible. It's probably the most famous scene from this movie. Where they pour bees like liquid into the head. Yeah, pour bees onto his head. Yeah, Nick Cage thrives around going, not the bees, not the bees. They're in my eyes. <laughs> he screamed with his mouth open. Ah, <laughs> they're in my eyes. Ah, like now they're in your mouth, buddy. <laughs> the, the leg break him with the sledgehammer was pretty like, ooh. Yeah, they break his ooh, knees. It's, it's rough. Yeah. yeah. See, in the in the rated version, they just have him, like, the noise it, of the breaking and him screaming. And you just hear the snapping mm. sound of his... his they needed that PG-13 rating, I guess. Carrying him away. Yeah. So yeah. then they carry him to this giant, effi- oh, giant wooden effigy of a man, the Wicker Man. The titular Wicker Man. Yeah, and he is then hoisted up into it. Um, Rowan lights the Wicker Why Man. Why his broken legs, too, which yeah. is pretty fucked. That hurt like mm. hell. Surprised that like his it, his legs didn't snap off and he just hit the ground. Yeah, so he's hoisted into the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man is lit a flame, and yeah, the movie ends right there with Nicolas Cage screaming as he in the, burns in the, the death unrated the Wicker Man. version. It does when the head falls Roll to off. credits. I mean, it, so this there are two versions of this film. So in the rated version, there is actually an additional scene. So the the version I watched, I ended up watching the rated version that took out the the torture and the beehive scene, mm. which was a mistake. But I have seen this movie before, so I I, I had already seen the beehive stuff. Um, but the this kind of final scene where you see um, uh, the Willow and the blonde woman, I don't remember her uh, name. Got you. Uh, uh, Sister Honey. Sister Honey. Um, they've gone back to the mainland and now they're hanging out in some bar, waiting for guys to hit on them. Essentially. The, the plan is that they're trying to kind of set up this thing in motion again. Willow is teaching her how to seduce men. This is Simon is why you got that awkward line. It's because she uses the line again. She goes, hey, when you go, can you take me with you? Yeah. And that's her line to pick up dudes in the, in the club. She tried so it she, out on Nick just, Cage. She was testing yeah. it out. Yeah, tried it out on Nick Cage. <laughs> I mean, it reads training. differently when you're on like an isolated... Island it really does. It's not the same as like, will you take me back to your apartment or will you save me from this commune cult hellscape? Yeah, like the implication of one is like, I want to leave this horrible community, and the other one is, I want to have sex with you. Very different. So it is. She wants to have sex with you. She wants. She was just seeing, like, testing out her lines because she's well into it. She's one of the cult leaders. You find out. So she's she's not going to want to leave. She's actually one of the people seducing people, making more babies. So, in case it's not clear at this point, to spell it out for you listeners, this entire community has conspired for years to send one of the attractive young women to the mainland, seduce, I guess, a police officer, because the 
uh, Nick Cage's character is obviously a cop, but the the guy who gets seduced at the end of the movie is also a police officer or a, a cadet. It's because they're virtuous in the eyes of this. So they're trying writer. to find police officers that they can shack up with. I guess form a, a meaningful relationship with, get impregnated by, and then as soon as they get pregnant, they escape back to the island where years later they will send out mysterious letters to these people to try and lure them back to the island so they can sacrifice them in a burning man. It's a risky and convoluted plan. a convoluted (laughs) plot. It doesn't make any fucking sense because this is like years and years in development. There's so many things that could go wrong, right? Yeah. You're banking on the fact that you're trying to find a cop. You're banking on the fact that that person is like not a piece of shit who's actually going to show up when you say, oh, your, your daughter, your daughter's gone missing. He didn't remarry somewhere else or didn't die in that yeah. time and that kind of fucking or he's whole just, plan. Or else you can't just can't find him in this new, like, further down the line. It's, yeah. you got to bank that your cop is as stupid yeah. as Nicolas Cage and doesn't work anything out in the week that he if, stayed at the yeah. island before if he got burned. If this is a plan, it's, it's weird because it goes from, like, A to B to plan. C to D to Z to Q. Like, it's all over the fucking show. Just go from A to B. Yeah, there's... There's so many things that have to go right for them, and there's so many points during this plan that they could go horribly wrong, and then they somehow don't. So also part of the plan, there's a little part where the um, the plane driver flies back, okay, and he he's, he said, I know, I'm going to use the radio in the plane. Not I'm, not I'm going to leave, I'm going to use the radio. And, and they go, hmm, the plane driver's back, and they look out the window. He goes down to the plane, and already they have then killed the plane driver and fucked his radio. Before yeah. he got there. Um, if you're worried about business, way to like kill who's ever doing like your transport. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So that made zero sense to me at all. Like the this 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 pilot is pretty much the only guy who he basically handles all of their like exports, right? Like all of their harvest yeah. that they want to then sell on the mainland. He's the guy who takes it back for them. He's their key to the outside world. Yeah. You know? So it's it's presumed that like they trashed his plane and killed the pilot because they wanted to prevent nick cage from leaving the island but also because this guy agreed to bring nick cage to land in the first place Mm. even though he's an outsider but that was part of the plan but also yeah it's a part of the plan so does that mean that you're getting new pilots every year yeah that's why it just annoy me little things like that it's got a deep blue sea effect man like the more you think about it the more stupid it actually is <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen this movie multiple times, but I watched the original movie that it's it's a remake mm. of um, for the first time in prep for this this podcast. And it's a good it, film. It's not it's not bad. I think it has its problems. It feels very dated, but I don't think it's a ten out of ten like a lot of people say it is. But I do think it is good. It's a seven point five out of ten. I would say seven point five. So what's interesting is that a lot of the kind of main story beats. It's basically the same. Um, they do change a few things for this movie. So the whole concept of it being a, a female-led society where all the men have their tongues cut out and they're basically like the servant class on the island, that's new to this movie. That was not in the original movie at all because it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, um, which which is why you end up with these scenes in the later half of the movie where Nick Cage is running around just punching women in the face because in the original movie, when the cop was doing this, they were all men. So mm. it seemed more appropriate that the cop would just run up and punch a guy in the face. You you wouldn't worry about that. But when you make them all women, you have to make Nick Cage hit a bunch of women in the face or kick them to a wall. Yeah. The other mm. thing with this is in the original film, they they put the police officer through a load of trials because he has to be a suitable sacrifice. He can't just be 
any police officer. Yeah. He has to be someone who's true of virtue. So he's all he's tested in like several ways. I mean, one of them is like they have a naked um girl dancing outside um or dancing on the other side of the wall. Like it's an attempt to try trying and to seduce him. him. Yeah. Because they need a virgin sacrifice. Yeah. But he's a virtuous Christian man. Yeah. And he's a virgin, so yeah, he he, he doesn't give it. So he makes a fine sacrifice when they finally do it in that. That's that's way cooler. But what's also made clear in that original movie is that the the reason why they are trying to lure this outsider, this this virgin devout Christian police officer to come to the island is because in the previous year they had a poor harvest for their crops, for the apples that they grow on the island. Um, and as a countermeasure to make sure that they uh, don't screw it up again this year, they're like, okay, we need to have a very good sacrifice, the best sacrifice we can possibly get our hands on. And that's finding someone of authority who is a virgin and is also an outsider. So he kind of fits all those criteria. So was it like a virgin the, priest the reason cop? why, well, Pretty he's, much, he's just a, yeah. a very devout Christian. Like it's, there's a, like, in the original movie, there's lots of nudity. There's lots of orgies. They're, the, the the classroom education stuff with like all the things about phallic symbols and, and stuff like that comes up again in the original movie as well. And so a lot of this is very like unusual or upsetting to someone who's like a very devout Christian because it's, you know, you're teaching yeah. the children filth. So so he's kind of up, upset yes. by all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I also feel in the original, um, there's there's a definite progression. Like it's there's a mystery here, and the pieces are slowly being picked off. Yeah. Whilst in this one, it, it's just red herrings and going in circles. Like we're not we don't go anywhere yeah. until the very like last ten fifteen minutes. They do mislead him in the original movie, but ultimately, when you find out the reason for why he was brought to the island, yeah, he's tested to find out if he's the right mm. sacrifice. But you you it's revealed at the end that they're sacrificing him just because the previous year's harvest was so bad that they need to compensate mm. with a really good sacrifice. Because um, obviously the previous year's yeah. one wasn't good enough. Whereas with this movie, where they make it, oh, this is just established custom that we go through when we lure cops to the islands after years and years of this long con so we can sacrifice them. Even though they still have a bad harvest in, in the remake, that's actually irrelevant to the plot. Like, it doesn't really matter that the harvest from the previous year was bad because this is something that they do regardless. Yeah, there's a lot of little points and problems like that, I guess. Um, because in the original, yeah, the police officer goes through those trials. So what happens between the police officer arriving and being burnt in the Wicker Man is of consequence. Like, if he gives in to temptation, then they're not going to burn him in the Wicker Man. They'll have to find somebody else. But there's no difference in everything that happens in the Nick Cage version. Like, realistically, he could be bludgeoned on the head as soon as he walk, gets off that plane, chucked in a jail cell, and then burned to the Wicker Man four days later. Like, everything that happens in the film is of zero consequence to the plot. Yeah. We've, we've talked a lot of shit on this movie, but I definitely still enjoy it yeah it's really fun when it actually kicks into gear and because it starts off as just being kind of a bad movie not so bad it's good but then it yeah. does start to progress into that you know this is hilariously bad territory and it and it just goes up and up from there yeah it's like once that kind of the the day of death and rebirth festival once that ceremony starts to kick off and and nick cage is running around punching people in the face and dressing up like a bear that's 
when the craziest shit happens and that's when the movie becomes really entertaining see but that's got to be the last 15, 15 minutes, 20 guys. minutes like it's a good payoff though i think it's a good payoff for the film yeah like, i think i if i'm gonna rate it it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a three like i think it'd be a four if there was more jank before that but yeah i think it's still it's still worth a watch and it's short it's short and well paced like it's an hour 40 so it's it's not a long film it's yeah. not a big time commitment you can watch this and get a good payoff yeah. like you kind of engage just with more of the kind of what the fuck moments are going on up until that kind of last act when everything just kind of kicks off it's not a particularly mm. good story and we've we've gone into detail about all the problems it's got, with it. It's got a mountain of but problems. There's enough like intrigue there to kind of keep you going for the first half and then once it goes batshit crazy for the second half, it becomes really entertaining. Um so yeah, I'd probably give it a, a three three and a half, maybe. Yeah. I think it is pushing that like three, three and a half. It would be one of my favorite Nick Cage bad movies. I think. Yeah, same. It's uh, it's definitely up there. It's baffling, but it's it's, it's ba- very it's interesting to think. That shit crazy, but I love it. And there's enough Nick Cage in it to be yeah. to be good. What about you, Dan? As someone who watched this for the first time, rip into it, give it a one, go on. I really didn't like it, eh? I didn't <laughs> like the <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like the build up. I didn't like how stupid he was. And <laughs> and how he couldn't work out that he's obviously being fucked with. Like, come on, bro. Let's... You're being played, yeah. You're being played. Was it not hilarious when he dressed up as a bear, runs up that hill and punches that woman in the face? <laughs> yes, that was that was hilarious. Okay, but that's the last 15 minutes. That didn't annoy me too much. When he walks, it, to set up that scene when he steals the bear costume, he's like walking down the stairs. She's just standing there like all normal. And he just walks up to her casual ass and then just... Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, they haven't threatened him <laughs> at all. He has no reason to jump straight to violence. But he's like, oh, fuck he's this. A, he's man. a loose cannon, man. He doesn't play oh, by the rules. Jesus. Yeah, but so so as soon as he punches the bear lady, it, it's like, what the fuck's going on now? Yeah. But between the him being really stupid and being a bad detective and the, the scary scenes not being that scary. <laughs> I did. I always found it really funny because he kind of had these flashbacks. So many, his, so many flashbacks. Of this truck coming in and smashing into the car with the, and so there's all these like moments where he'll just kind of like see someone off in the distance. And then a truck comes in from the side of the screen and just slams into them. Yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I was just that's like, basically <laughs> the only like scare in the movie. And every time it's so, stupid. what about on the boat? He's on the boat and that girl gets hit by a truck on the boat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so wacky. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty. Funny. But that's basically what makes that. it a horror but, movie, right? It's like those shitty jump scares. What what was your score? I wanted to like give it like fucking two out of two. Like I hate you. Two out of two is a, two out of two is a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a perfect it. score. Yeah. yeah, well done, Nick Cage. <laughs> two out. Of, sorry, guys. A two, a two, two out of two. Dan's perfect. Two out of two to Nick Cage. <laughs> Wait, are you giving it? A two, are you giving it a two out of five? Yeah, well, if you're giving it a three, I think it's worse than your greatest of all time. It just annoyed me. I've not, I've not, I've not been keeping track of your scores, but I mean, I think you've been quite generous. This might be one of your lowest scores. Oh, well, it can, it, can it deserves deserve it. it. <laughs> it's a shit movie. Would you rather watch this or Vampire's Kiss? Ah, Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss got 3.5. Yeah. All right. So so if we're going to rank yeah. all of the movies we watched this month, we've got Vampire's Kiss at number one, Wicker Man's now at number two. Mm, I might agree with that order, actually. Yeah. I like Wicker Man, but I think I actually, I thought Vampire's Kiss was more entertaining. You gave Vampire's Kiss a four. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it's a great film. I mean, I like Vampire's Kiss just 
that one scene of him just running down the, the street flapping his arms going, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. <laughs> Vampire's Kiss is great. Once you know that he just ad-libbed most of it and it was yeah. just a, a Nick Cage festival of craziness, makes it into a better thing. But this was sort of just scripted dumb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. So how do you how do you fix it? It's a it's a fucking remake of a movie that was better. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to to kind of actually think about like the ultimate. What are the flaws with this movie? Because obviously the plot is a big issue. The fact that a lot of the issues stem from the changes they made from the original, like turning this thing into like this grand conspiracy where they lure men back to the island on an annual basis. Yeah. That with these like years long cons. I don't I don't hate the change of like making it this kind of like female no, led. I, I think it's I think it's with, a cool men as the yeah. subserving class. I think that's interesting. I think the problem is they didn't really consider that how that you know that setting change makes any impact on the plot yeah. that they basically just ripped wholesale from so, the original movie. I, I think like I think a, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think it needs to probably take a step back towards the original movie and you know they're trialing this person. Get rid of this grand conspiracy because it's absolute nonsense. But the female thing led community thing was neat. And did you notice yeah. when he went to the? Mm. I don't know, the medicine lady's house, there was, like, all those jars of, like, fetuses. I was wondering, did they, like, imply... Were they implying there that those jars were full of male fetuses Mm. and they were, like, aborting male babies? Which is why there were few... Because there's fewer men on the island in general. No, I think it's because they're implying that there's a lot of... There's a lot of incest, I'm guessing, and there's a lot of failed pregnancies. But there's so few men on the island. For no reason whatsoever, James. I I think that was meant to just be like kind of creepy set dressing because so in in this movie, that character, Mm. she's the well, she's the photographer slash doctor in this movie, right? But in the original movie, it's a man, for one, and he's the uh, photographer slash chemist. And when you go into his pharmacy, it's like, I think there's like dogs or something that he's got like pickling in a jar and stuff and like it's not it's not it's not human yeah it's it's creepy stuff but it's not like none of this you'd be like like oh this is maybe criminal like why do you have unborn children sitting in jars that's creepy as fuck but i think you i think you can do that i think you can just add in some actual moody lighting make it r-rated like you can add a bit Mm. more gore like i mean you could have He's just said before, like just have some jars of baby boys in the in the doctor's lab, chucking some a nudity. Jar full of testicles. Yeah, just what about like nudity? Mm. Like, I mean, we had nudity in the seventy three. A lot of nudity in the seventy three movie. <laughs> like, let's get some dancing naked pagan. Mm. Yeah, so so in the original movie, there are this like pagan cult that's very much about like this kind of like open sexual expression they have, they have orgies out in a field and they're trying to seduce him at multiple times it's very clear that they're very open about human sexuality as part of their like core beliefs and they probably said in, it's 19 it's 2006 we can't make a movie like that i don't know man i think because they, they're trying to make it a pg-13 like that i think that's why they cut out the torture scenes well, so that's that's the contrast in in the seventy three movie is that like because the main character is yeah. meant to be this like that, that was puritanical why. Christian guy they thought they make more that money. like the idea that they're teaching children basically teaching them sex, sex education, which is pretty normal these days. Mm. Um, to him, from his world perspective, that's like a very uncomfortable or like negligent thing to be teaching children. Yeah. Um, 
So when you when you then change yeah, it to the, like okay, this, it's this, this like female led cult, and even then in, in the way that they look, they're a lot more kind of like Amish and more yeah. puritanical in in general. So it probably would have made more sense then to like okay, we should go back the other direction then, rather than like we have this like Puritan cop who comes to this community that's full of like free expressing like sexually open pagans. Instead, we have like this kind of average Joe cop who shows up to this community of like ultra conservative, uh, you know, Christian Amish cult or something. Like, if the, mm. you go further in that like hard religious angle, then it makes a bit yeah. more sense with what's going on. You're essentially inverting, um, you know, like a, the historical context of like male roles in society and female roles in society, where men yeah. are the leadership roles and women are often like subservient. And they're there to, you know, they're child carers and, and they do housework and stuff while the men make all the important decisions because women are incapable of making such such a thought um you basically what you would then mm. do is just okay literally just flip those roles like go you go back and you do that but instead we have the women on top and we have men underneath that mm. then makes more sense in that yeah, context that'd be fucking great eh? if my yeah. job was just to like lift things all day and fuck <laughs> like fuck yeah would you, would you be down. willing to have your tongue Sign cut out wow well, i wouldn't be able to podcast i'd be average but they didn't actually say that they cut pe- men's tongues out. They just implied because yeah. they don't speak. I think they just I very. I, I think they're just very subservient. That was the impression I got that they were just super subservient. Maybe I'm misremembering from something else, but I thought I remembered there was a scene where like a guy opens his mouth because one guy does actually try to talk at one point too, and he just kind of like <laughs> like he can't vocalize anything, which is like to me that kind of read as like okay, they've had their tongues cut out. They literally cannot talk to you. Yeah. Well, that's pretty average. But yeah, sign me up for, I mean, lifting stuff and, and fucking is some of my two favorite yeah. things to do. So like, if you want to make all the decisions, then I do that. And that's Perfect our role. <laughs> well, when we, when we buy our island and start our own cult, that's what we can do. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cut some trees yeah. for you and you can just do that. Yeah, you can lift all the just, wood. And then you can fuck all the wood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what's the like what's the palate cleanser for this film? I mean, I think we So that's a hard one. I don't it's, think it is a hard one. I think we we talked about it earlier. We said like Midsummer. It's like it that's this film done right. Yeah. Or like so the idea of James, this film James, you've done seen right. Midsummer. Dan, have you, did you watch Midsummer? Uh, I think so. I don't remember. Cuz I I think it's an interesting comparison because it yeah, like like what you're saying, like Midsummer is kind of this movie but done well. Oh, yes, I have seen Midsummer. Midsummer is fucking awesome. Midsummer slaps. It is a fucking yeah. banger. Yeah, but it's it, it's that same sort of so- concept where it's like you have these outsiders coming to this community that they don't understand. This is very sort of fish out of water thing where they're trying to sort of they're trying to comprehend the customs and the way that these people live and be accepting of these things, but everything's just so strange to them. And that's kind of with with yeah, Midsummer, she, it's a lot about like oh, these mid- kind of students who come over and they're wanting to like embrace this I'm, foreign culture they don't understand because they're on holiday and like oh, I want to you know learn about the world, mm. and then by the time they realise that like oh their customs are like all kinds of fucked, it's too late to get out. Yeah, mm. I was thinking about this movie and I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a movie that I seen that was really good. What's that cult yeah. one where they all join the cult? And she learns that different language, and it's it's like actually scary. It is scary. It is scary. But it's, it's also scary. funny as well. Yeah, and it, yeah, and and the mystery in it is awesome. And you don't pick it all the way to the end. Like it's it's that opening properly. scene yeah, is exactly just that. brutal. Where the 
par- uh, yeah, spoiler alert for Midsummer. Yeah. yeah, sister kills the parents and like yeah, m- double murder suicide. And it's yeah. like oh, 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 it's heavy. Yeah. We could we could turn this into a podcast to just talk about how good Midsummer is. Midsummer rules. Yeah, I have to rewatch it. I have to rewatch it because I, I remember it being awesome. That's yeah, a great palate cleanser. Yeah, I mean, it's just this film done right. Yeah, if you want to see this movie done well, <laughs> go watch that. Cool. Well, I think that's I think that's us for this week. If you've enjoyed listening to us, you can come and carry on the conversation over at our Discord. Links are down in the description. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So yeah, anyway, we'll catch you guys next week. No, 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 ah! What? Ah! what is it? What is it? What is it? What is that? What is it? Oh no, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah!